Hello and welcome to another fun and exciting episode of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Of course, we are the internet's only podcast that has the guts to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? That's right, and uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. I'm Tenant Mike. Uh, James, you seem a little subdued today. A little, are you tired? Or? Well, um, I, I am a bit tired. I um, was uh, partying last night um, with uh, Ben Mulroney uh, oh. in the CN Tower. was having a good time. It was an all-nighter. Um, but uh, also a little bit exasperated, to be completely honest. You've been complaining about some irritating uh, issues in your apartment that it's just such a pain in the ass to deal with. That's right. Um, so, long story short, listeners, um, my bedroom faces the hallway hall, <laughs> and a piece of the wall fell off. And so, as a result, anyone walking down the hallway or coming out of the elevator can look directly into my bedroom. And it's a little uncomfortable for me. And I was uh, on the phone with James all last night oh, trying to get him to come and so fix it because annoying. it's his responsibility as a landlord. Well, it's also, you know what, it's, it's kind of my responsibility, but there's also, like, you can figure something out as well. And it's really, like, sometimes people don't appreciate how difficult it can be to be a landlord because it's like, give me a friggin' break, man. Someone took pictures of me when I was asleep, and... That probably happened even like when it. there was a wall. Anyway, uh, we're waiting for James's contractor to arrive and fix my wall. Um, I'm pretty upset about it, but uh, we're still going to do a great show. Mm-hmm. And, I'm trying uh, to get a good deal. That's right. the truth. On a good, dry, a good drywall guy who'll do it cheap, <clears throat> and that's what I'm looking for. So one thing that, another thing that bugs me, James, you said that you were partying at the CN Tower. As you know, that is my place of employment, mm-hmm. and uh, I work in the gift shop at the CN Tower, not the one on the main floor, not the one on the top, but the one underneath, and uh, I didn't even get invited to this party. Well, they so I'm a little let ticked gift off. shop employees go to this exclusive party in the tip, basically, of the CN Tower. No offense. I've never been in the tip. You've never been in the tip? No. Oh, wow. You're missing out. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's basically like a really tiny club. Sort of a thin club. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. Ben Mulroney was there. Strombo. Um, They're tall guys. Ron McLean. They, they fit. Ron McLean. Yeah, you gotta be sort of tall and thin. Wow. But uh, very, very fun. Yeah, it's a different Excellent. elevator. Hmm. Anyway, um... Shall we do our new segment? Absolutely. Um, this, if you're listening to this, you probably know it is a podcast. Mm-hmm. This isn't the radio. Um, and despite the fact that we are doing this podcast, we're also fans of other podcasts. It's true. Uh, I'm always listening to a podcast, whether I'm puttering around the apartment or uh, cooking a Sunday roast. And so we thought it would be a lovely idea to give you, the listeners, a sort of rundown of some of our favorite podcasts. So without any further ado, we'd like to present our new segment called The Landlord Landlord and Tenant Tenant Podmess presents presents some some of the podcasts podcasts we're listening listening to. to. So, uh, would you like to go first, James? Um, Sure. Um, A new podcast I'm really enjoying. Um, You know, I, I love to keep up on the news. And this one is called um, On the Shitter. And it's hosted by kind of a Jim Jeffries type who gives a sort of a no-holds-barred take on the news Mm. while he's sitting on the toilet. And uh, fans of the podcast are called Shitheads. Um, And I really enjoy it. I think you'd like it, too. Um, Do you you hear him? Oh, yeah. Do you hear all the splishing and splooshing? Mm -hmm. 
This doesn't sound very nice. Um, is he an Australian fellow as well? Yeah, he's very similar to Jim Jeffries. Hmm. All right. Um, I will not be listening to that. Um, one that I'm very excited about these days, it's a Canadian podcast, actually. It's called Infrastructure, eh? And it's... <clears throat> Now, it sounds boring, I know you're frowning already, but it's an irreverent and informative look at some of Canada's most important roads, bridges, and dams. And uh, they have a ska theme song, it's very, very cool. And um, if I had to recommend one episode, it would be the most recent one, which is about the Highway of Heroes, which is a stretch of the 401 Highway, which it, it goes through Toronto, um, that was dedicated to our servicemen and women under the Harper government. Um, as a little tribute, because Canada has lost soldiers in many wars, and uh, what is more beautiful than a stretch of highway to dedicate to their memory? Um, so I, if you haven't driven on the Highway of Heroes, I can't recommend it enough. Over to you, James. Okay, uh, my next uh, favorite podcast is called Fuckonomics. And um, it's where the host talks to people in the adult film industry about money and investments and that kind of thing. Are you you don't mean Freakonomics, the popular no, podcast? No, no. Uh, this one what? is uh, Fuckonomics, as I said, okay. and uh, talk to all the big um, adult film stars about what they're doing with their investments and uh, you know how they're spending their money, that kind of thing. And how are they spending their money? I hear they're all on drugs. It turns out quite a bit of it is drugs. Um, quite a bit of it is drugs. Um, but you know what? Surprisingly, they they're concerned about the retirement too. So a lot, a lot, a lot of GIC purchases and things like that. So good for them. Imagine economics. Do you think that the first generation of adult film stars have have reached retirement age at this point? Great question. Because they would have been in the late seventies, maybe. Yeah, well, if they were, you know, t yeah, they're, they're probably retired now, uh, kicking back at a cottage in Muskoka somewhere. Great people. Right. Um, my next recommendation for our fun segment um, that I hear is already going viral um, is a another Canadian podcast. Now, are you into true crime? Uh, mm, not really, but... All right, all right. You're more of a fiction fan. Um, well, this one is called "Thou Shalt Not Steal," and uh, to attentive listeners, that they'll re recognize that as being from the Bible. And this is a 29-part true crime series about a nasty Mississauga shoplifting ring. There were these teens that terrorized drugstores throughout Southern Ontario in the 1990s, and this series is fascinating. It's just the way that the suspense builds up until the moment where they're all apprehended and uh, shot. And from lipstick to chocolate bars to even magazines, these teens knew no bounds, and they didn't respect the law at all. And as I said, they were, in the final episode, uh, apprehended and shot. Shot? Yes. Wow. I it mean, was a huge... Uh, it was very controversial at the time, because... Fifteen teens were shot by um, Peel Region Police, I guess. Yeah, that's Mississauga. Shout Jeez. out! Shout out to Peel Region. We don't usually um, yeah absolutely. talk about anything Thanks outside Toronto, but wow, that's a crazy story. Yeah, they had a fifteen, 15 teen good. funeral, a mass funeral. That wow. Well, I'll have to check that one out. Mm. Uh, my next podcast, my last one, is uh, one I really like. Um, it's called Niet USA. And it's a Russian-language news program that describes what's going on here in North America, but from the perspective that 
let's just say a different perspective. The Russian perspective, which um, I think is getting more and more credibility these days. And um, for me, I, it's a great listen, and it's really informed how I'm filtering the news. CNN, CBC, eh, I don't think so. So, um, I'm a little surprised. I didn't know you said that's a Russian language podcast. Yes. So, I've known Yet you for... You've been, my, you've been my landlord for quite a time now, and I didn't know that you spoke uh, Russian. I do. Quite fluently. And so this is a... Aside from the the shitting Australian news podcast you listen to, you listen to this one as well in Russian. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't want to sound elitist, but a lot of... Are they towing the Kremlin line, or is it... Uh... Well, it's not the Kremlin line, it's the common sense line, I would frame it. And a lot of us have sort of, let's just say, been jumping on the Russian train for a while, since before Trump. And uh, my family has, and a lot of other wealthy families have in the in the GTA, and we've been learning Russian in preparation. I didn't know this was a sort of a, it is. a trend. It is, absolutely. In Ontario. Um, all right, my final one, just quickly, it's it's called The Cookie Canuck, and it's hosted by a, um, a retired man in Grimsby, Ontario, who uh, used to be a roofer, and he is a widower, and he talks about his life uh, as a roofer and living in Grimsby, Ontario, and he just... That's not, you know, that doesn't sound very, uh, you know, it's not a great pitch until I tell you the next part. He peppers the entire thing with all sorts of puns, puzzles, and games, and uh, little jokes and riddles. And he ends with a tongue twister every episode and uh, a nice prayer. Uh, so, Koopy Canuck. Hmm. Sounds really good. Have you been to Grimsby? No. Where is that? <clears throat> oh, gosh. Uh... Pardon me. Frog in your throat. You worked <laughs> up talking about. I got a little surprised that you'd never been to Grimsby. It's about an hour and a half outside Toronto, um, about twenty minutes uh, from Hamilton. Okay, well, it's on the maybe Niagara. We'll take it on the road there some next time. Niagara Escarpment. Very good. Okay, well, that was uh, that was the opening <coughs> segment. You all right, Mike? Yeah. Um, well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Yeah. Welcome back to the show, and we're very excited to uh, welcome our guest to the show. Kind of a celeb? Um, kind of a huge celeb. Uh, uh, yeah. You should have seen what he showed up wearing. Uh, regular people don't dress like this. You, only people uh, who have a little Hollywood heat uh, dress this way. Yeah. Full suit and tails. Chip Zdarsky. Comic book legend. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I thought this was going to be in kind of a like a bigger space. This is would this be considered a studio? No, well, it apartment? is a studio apartment, okay. and right. I, this is the studio inside my studio apartment. And um, apologies for the state it's in. Uh, part of the bedroom wall collapsed last night, and it's a little grimy. But um, thank you for joining us. You know, I, I I heard the first part, and uh, I'm a landlord myself. I own a, a house uh, in the junction, which I uh, rent out to uh, oh. people. Mm. And uh, so I'm pretty familiar with law. And legally, um, landlord James only has to cover uh, toilets, working electricity, working plumbing, shower. There's nothing thank about you. walls needing to be intact. Thank well, you. Uh, he's so, not taking care of any of those things, in addition to the wall, but he, you're saying legally he doesn't have to fix no, the wall. No, hmm. Thank you very much. And I bet if your tenant had a hole in their wall, you'd probably say, well, F off. Well, or, no, I, you know what? 
uh, my tenants wouldn't put holes in their walls. Uh, thank which you is, very which is much. another point, like where the hole come from. The, the wall literally collapsed when I was on my knees uh, last night. By praying? You were praying for the wall yeah, to what collapse? what the hell were you doing? I wasn't praying to the wall. I was praying to, to Lord Christ, and suddenly the wall yeah. collapsed. The problem is it's an old building. It's never been uh, maintained very well, and these things happen. Well, that sounds like a holy occurrence. That's stigmata in a wall. So you're saying that... I don't, I le- <laughs> legally, I don't think that should be fixed. That's actually uh, according a good to point. the highest law, the law of Christ, like you were saying. Your God did this, Michael. Your God did this. So you think I'm being there's a message from God, yeah. Lord Christ, uh, telling me something? Well, yeah. well, Chip, um, you're a well-known cartoonist, and you also live in this building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in yeah. one of the penthouses. Yeah, a penthouse C. Penthouse C. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hear and, it's uh, beautiful. Oh, it's 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 amazing. It's like it's kind of like your place, um, but like. 20 times bigger mm-hmm. and better. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, ha- okay, so to put it this way, I have holes in my wall, but they're actually called doorways and they lead to other rooms. Wow. So like, whereas you yeah. just have like one room. <clears throat> one living space. Yeah, 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 I have multiple ones that I enter through the holes. Oh. Yeah. It's about yeah. 3,500 square feet, no? Uh, well, it's more like 4,000. I don't think. Could you, you, you consider the closets or the staircases? Yeah, the spiral yeah. staircases might. My might lord, spiral staircases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for fixing the problem with the wall. No problem. Um, very kind of you. Very quick. No. I appreciated it. No problem at all. What's that? What's Great that? tenant. Uh, is that about? Uh, <clears throat> there. Yeah, don't worry about it, Mike. Let's just say higher profile tenants get. Um, Slightly different kinds of service than some of the lower profile tenants. But. I see. So it's like America's healthcare system, basically. Yeah, which um, is great. Yeah. All right. Not to get into an argument about that. Maybe <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's talk to you, Chip. Um, I did some poking around in okay. your. Uh, I went through your the uh, your rooting around your garbage. Ooh. What I mean is, I went. I looked you up on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And uh, found out that you were born in Edmonton, but grew up in Barrie, Ontario. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, that's that's 100% true. So, you're a big deal in the comic book world, but everyone wants to know, what was it like growing up in Barrie? <laughs> Man, uh, I'm usually tired of telling this story, but um, growing up in Barrie was uh, great. Oh, wow. Wow, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Gosh. But born in Edmonton, that's a rare combination. Mm, yeah. Yeah, unusual, to mm-hmm. say the least. Yeah. That's it, probably where you get your creative spirit from. The, like, the clash of those two cultures coming together. Uh, you know what? You're, you're, not, you're not too far off. You're not too far off. Like, uh, Edmonton was uh, um, where I was born, but I, I was actually, like, raised in Stony Plain. Stony Plain, Alberta, which I don't believe my, my garbage... Uh, or Wikipedia would uh, highlight. It, it did not mention Great it. Great research, Mike. Missed yeah, that yeah. one. Well, yeah. at least I looked him up. But um, how yeah. big is Stony Plain? What is what very, is very, very small? It's a very small community, and, and we lived on on farmland. So very, uh, very desolate. So uh, all I had really was uh, my imagination, right? And, uh, and that's pretty much it. So. so you're like a kind of like a cowboy, a cowboy artist. No, no, because I was a child. Like, a child's not a cowboy. Right. Like, and well, there's no, no one that will consider a child a cowboy, I, I don't think. All right. Um, I was just a... I didn't mean any, anything by that. I was just... 
No, no, no. I got excited. No, no. Yeah, yeah there's no cows. I mean, technically as a boy. Mm-hmm. So that part of it is true. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful country. Um, and uh, in my heart, I, 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 I feel like I'm still there. Um, oh. Like, politically, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. my, my feeling of, like, true Canada uh, will always kind of rest. Rural uh, Alberta. In, in Alberta. Rural mm-hmm. Alberta. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I sympathize with that. Yeah, but if you want to make if you want to make money in media, you got to live here, which is unfortunate. Right, yep. and the big C O T U center of the universe, the big smoke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to hobnob at the top of the CN Tower, oh yeah, you know you're not going to be hobnobbing at the top of uh, Old Man McGullicuddy's uh, grain silo, right? You're yeah. just not going to. Were you there That's last night point. at the CN Tower? No, no, I missed it. Oh, I yeah. It. I was yeah. there with Strombo and, uh, and Ben. And <laughs> uh, not an episode goes by where James doesn't uh, drop the names well, Strombo and Ben. Let's just say we had a good time. Did Ben bring up the snake thing with Strombo again? Yes. Oh, man. Yes, Ben man, can crazy. swallow in an entire snake mm-hmm. like a sword swallower. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of people think he should run for office because of that. Like, yeah. Because that speaks to the people. We've never had a snake swallower as PM, and I wonder if that would... if he's That gonna... you know of. Yeah, well Good said. Good point. Laurier yeah. could have been. He had a know. big throat. He did yeah. have a big throat. Yeah, a classic. A classic throat. So, what got you... What was your first sort of uh, big break, cartooning-wise? Ooh, um... Strangely enough, it was the Toronto Sun. Really? <laughs> now, alarm bells are going off in my mind. Did you meet Donato? Uh, or Donato's bird? <laughs> I, uh, I did hang out outside Donato's office when I was 16 years old. This is a oh. true story. Now, um, for listeners outside Toronto, yeah. Donato is a legendary uh, political cartoonist who uh, works for the Toronto Sun. Yeah, he's constantly uh, poking and jabbing um, the elites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the politicians who think they're better than us. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's he's an amazing man. Um, Italian, I believe. Donato. Yeah, Donato. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Um, yeah, so I was 16 years old. And uh, uh, as part of like a school assignment, uh, I ended up pitching cartoons for uh, like a high school section in the Toronto Sun that ran briefly uh, where they're trying to uh, monetize uh, high school students hmm. and uh and yeah so I, I i ran several cartoons through there and i got a tour of the uh, the sun offices and and i got to see donato's office but not go in no not go in there was all it was all Whoa. glass um, wow he's he's strangely enough he's trapped in there like a bird in a cage oh wow right. so yeah i wasn't uh, allowed to go in there but that's yeah. probably what set you on this path of cartoons like just getting a peek at where that magic happens. Donato's yeah. office, right? Yeah, yeah, where it can take you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in your mind, do you feel like no matter what you achieve and any awards you receive, and you've won your fair share, do you feel like you'll never be successful until you get into Donato's office? There is that. Like, I'm, all, I'm always striving. Um, like, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, in every comic I do, I had the Zdarsky Beaver. There's like a right. beaver kind of in the background yes. sometimes. I love that. Um, well, there, nobody was noticing it for a while, so I, I, I would place him like really in the foreground. Like he would take up most of the panel. Right. And then off to the side, you'd have like a jughead or whoever eating burgers, but the beaver would be front and center. Yeah, for a while, it was like every panel had a huge beaver in it. Yeah, yeah, massive. Made it kind of hard to follow the, um, the real story. Yeah, but worth it. Worth right. it. So, um, yeah, so I mean... I'll never be Donato. I'll never meet Donato. 
Um, I'll probably never read Donato stuff again, but when he's sort I'm of poisoned, about yeah, it. yeah. My stars, wow. Yeah. Brush with greatness, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you go from there to the National Post? Um, no, because I was about 16 when Aww. I did that. Uh, they don't hire teenagers well, to write it in big newspapers, <laughs> okay. James. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I, I shouldn't have jumped down your throat like a snake. Uh, like, like Ben, that. yeah. Just like uh, you're like um, across from Mr. Ben Mulrooney. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I went to Sheridan College for illustration, uh, mm-hmm. editorial illustration. And when I left there... Um, uh, as a man, that's when I went yeah. to the National Post. So you became a man mm-hmm. during your time in Oakville at Sheridan College. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, oh, in a wow. lot of ways. That's impressive, and it's inspiring, I'm sure, for many of our listeners. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Oh, that's in a lot of ways. I became a man. Okay, I think I read what you're saying. Um, Intercourse. Getting a little yeah. uh, alert. Uh, yeah. What's it like to have... You know, this is something I'm sure everyone has wondered at one point or another. What's it like to... Have intercourse in Oakville. It is uh, charming. Because I would say it's a charming level of intercourse that you can have in Oakville. Um, it's a very moneyed suburb of, mm-hmm. of Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with a different tier of sort of sexuality. There. Let's say you're not on top of each other in the way you are in Toronto. Right. Like I'm sure when you. Uh, Deign to have intercourse. Um, you're, <laughs> not too often. You're, but you're probably worried about not only the thinness of the walls, but the holes in the walls. Absolutely. And people uh, discovering what level of intercourse you're having. But in Oakville, um, the money, as you kind of put it, um, means everyone's really spread out. So uh, noises become a thing of the past right. in terms of... Um, uh, restrictions upon yourself or your partner. So it's a place where a man can yell or a woman can scream yeah, yeah. Um, during the act? Yeah, during the act. Before the act? Before the act. After the act. You can scream all the time. I, and I, I love that. That's very alpha male to me. Before you're going to do it, you both you're, you both scream in each other's faces. Yeah. Like, ah! Yeah. And then you do it and you're as loud as you want. And, you know, I sort of try to live my life in the gorilla mindset Alpha male mindset, and yeah. that's the way I do it. Yeah. So I, I may re- relocate to Oakville myself. Um, please do. <laughs> well, um, you know they say. I mean, I mean they don't say it in Toronto, but they say definitely say it in Oakville. When in Oakville, poke Phil. Oh, that is that's so good. The, uh, that's insane. It's one of the sexual sayings that outside of Oakville you would never hear it, but inside Oakville, wow. frankly, you hear it too much. Wow. Yeah. May I ask if you got it on ever in Barrie? Uh, no. no. Fair enough, fair enough. No. And Stony Plain probably not either, right? Yeah, I was six years old. All right, just, I'm just <laughs> trying to be thorough. Again, like, yeah, not a cowboy. You've never gone back since and had, you know, that's what I was getting at. You've never taken a little trip? Like, a, like specifically yeah. to do that? Specifically to have, yeah. Have you done that? Have you specifically gone back to your place of birth to... Mike keeps yes. bringing up going on a... Tra- traveling by himself to Asia. And I'm yeah. always like, what the hell that is, is a that to- That's a totally different thing. Uh-huh. What Chip asks is if I've gone back to my place of birth to, to make love. And the answer is yes. I've gone back to Montreal. I try and go back once a year if I'm with someone to... Uh, to do that. But is that specifically why you go? Yes, yeah. Okay. It's not It's not weird. It's not, James, no. you're making a weird face. You're looking at me, Chip, like I'm a crazy person. It's fine. 
Um, what do you go, where do you go in Montreal to do this? The old, like, uh, the hospital where I was where born. You, yeah. Now, they've since closed it down and reopened it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But the old building is still there, so I try and get as, at least as close as possible to the old building. But what what is the 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 building now? What is it? It's just sort of abandoned. I think they're going to tear it down, which I don't appreciate. So but. you've had intercourse in like an abandoned building about to be demolished. Yeah, I'm a sentimental guy. So yeah. Okay. I, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> now, mm. this is not about me. You mentioned Jughead before, or Archie. Yeah. You. <clears throat> You brought back, or you you wrote the the big Jughead revival mm. comic a few years ago. Yeah, I was poking around on the internet today, and I learned that Jughead would be about six, 76, 77 years old in twenty seventeen. Given his diet, do you think he would have lived that long, or do you think Jughead would have passed years ago? Hamburgers, cheeseburgers, pizza pie. Um, okay, um... he probably didn't have health care. So, uh, Jughead, he's not real. Like, there's no, right. there's no scenario where Jughead is a real, uh, real boy, a real teen. Right. Um, so you're, you're, you're proposing, like, a hypothetical? Imagine he, he was, was a real man, man, a real boy, and he ate that much, I'm just gonna say it, garbage. <laughs> Would he have made it to old age? See, my assumption, like, as a writer of the Archie characters, is that as soon as they leave high school, they all die. Hmm. Like, it's graduation night. Yeah, yeah, basically graduation night, something happens, and they all die. And so there are forces out of their control that know this will happen and keep them as teenagers forever. Right, okay. So so that's, when you sit down to write it, because the first question you ask is, why are they still teenagers? Right. So as a writer, I come up with a backstory in which there's a godlike being who is saving them from certain death. Uh, by keeping them as teenagers all these years. Right. So there's a curse on the town of Riverdale um, that has befallen everyone. Interesting. It keeps them static in time um, so they never reach graduation day because then they will they will die. Wow. Then what about people like Mr. Weatherby or Pop who are who have become elderly? Or Svensson, the, uh, the janitor? Was he mm-hmm. the janitor yeah, yeah. at Riverdale yeah, he High? Was. Yeah. I believe he was Swedish? Yes. Svensson? Yeah. Well, what would he sound like? Oh, James is better at accents than me. Do your Svensson. He's always oh, doing Svensson. I don't know. I, I don't know that I have a, a Swedish one. Archie, how are you? I don't know. That was very good. Nah. Was I like the idea good. that a janitor would ask a teenager at the high school how he's doing. Yeah. I would go to the police if that happened to me. Uh, well, Michael, Michael actually had a weird relationship with his high school, with his university no. janitor, remember? Mm-hmm. He had to... Uh, Get a restraining order and everything? Yeah. Against you or against him? Against him, because okay. he invited me down to the boiler room all the time. He's always complimenting me. and th- I, Anyway. If the boiler room was <clears throat> where you were born, you would have been okay with it. Yes, but this yeah. was uh, not not quite the case. Not quite the case. With this janitor. But, yeah. Svensson, did you ever think of bringing him back? Uh, giving him his, his own sort of book? Um... No, because he's not popular. Right. Um, I did, and this is true, when the uh, the Riverdale TV show was in production, I emailed the president of Archie Comics um, repeatedly and asked if I could play Mr. Svensson. Because wow. in the TV show, everyone's just a little bit sexier than they were in the comics. And I feel right. like the way I am now is like Svensson a little bit sexier. You are a lot sexier than Svensson from the old comic books. Wow. I'm going to say I that. I said a little bit, but thank you. That was very nice. Yeah, very nice compliment. Yeah. 
Um, I think I think you are a lot sexier than Mr. Svensson as well. Thank you. Yeah. Well, two out of three of us are sexier than Svensson, and let's just end it there. All right. Well, fine. Uh, I don't. I've never. I'm going to be honest. I've never read Archie, so what? I don't know who Mr. Wow. Svensson is. This whole convo is going <laughs> over my head. Is it? Um, is it because um, like the help would read to you as a child, so you never actually got to? Well, yeah. Well, the help would more put on like. You know, interactive games for me. Uh, we sort of had early access to sort of um, video game development things. Even even okay. in the, even in the nineties, I was sort of already on PlayStation Two because it's sort of a, a thing you can access if you're. You know, my dad knew some people. Yeah, there, um, there were no Mister Svensson video games at the time. No, so you wouldn't know. No, yeah, no. okay, interesting. I was sort of playing Call of Duty even in like the early nineties. Wow. prototypes. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to learn life lessons from Call of Duty the same way you're going to learn from uh, from the gang at Pop's Diner. Yeah, just mm. going to say that right now. Mm. Have you ever thought of a Call of Duty mm. Archie Universe crossover? Ooh, hmm. like a first person. <clears throat> let me say that again. First person Archie kind of uh, thing. Sh- a shooter? Yeah, like Archie would go around like shooting people in Riverdale. No, but like maybe a teenage shooter. Maybe there, maybe there's some bad people in Riverdale, and they he's yes, he's, he's going after them. them, neutralizing maybe. <laughs> like so, he just shoots them all in the leg. Is that the point of the game to not murder anyone, but just to like yeah. hobble them? Yeah, now you get it. Cripple them. He's Archie and Jughead and Ver- Betty and Veronica are going around shooting bad people in the leg. Okay, well, you Have know you thought about that? you're not you're not that far off. Okay. Um, back in the, uh, the the 90s, I believe, uh, there was a crossover. It was Archie meets the Punisher from oh, Marvel Comics. And that's right. A, that's a real comic in which the uh, the murdering man came to Riverdale and uh, and had to hang out with uh, the teens. Wow. So that's, that's a real thing. You can look that up on... Frank Castle and Archie. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. he try and date... Betty or Veronica, or, uh, or maybe Big Ethel. No, guys no, like different types no of way. women, right? The the twist here is the, the person who took the most liking to him, Miss Grundy. That's an actual thing. I never would have expected that. Yeah. Wow. Now, James, I, you I'd the suggest Punisher. taking about ten minutes of this podcast just to just type and look it up and 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 laugh at the images and stuff. Well, let me see sure. here. Sure. Uh, this is the, this is a landlord and tenant pod mess uh, first. Uh, we are going live on Google. Mike really guarding uh, what's dropping down on his internet. Oh, thing, come on. And not let us see what else he's been searching. Now, God only knows. So here I see. Wow, this is real. Yeah. Archie meets the Punisher. What's what the saying? hell were they doing? Archie is sweating. He's looking yeah. at the Punisher. They're up. He's up. The Punisher has a gun barrel sticking in Archie's nose. Yeah. And Archie is thinking, what have I done to deserve this? Which is obviously a reference to the Pet Shop but Boys look, song. Look closer. So is the Punisher. He's thinking that too. They're oh, they're both the thinking. Time. Wow. Um, yeah. So I mean, the, the Punisher know, just just doesn't want to be around a nerd or something. Do you think that's what he means? Uh, that's probably just a reminder of his lost youth. Archie has gotten around. How do I yeah. zoom? We have to figure out how to zoom. Very okay. We well, can just open. No, to listen it, to. Okay, here, just Mike doesn't it. know how to <laughs> use his goddamn <laughs> computer. Just open it in the another. Here, there's a whole area right here. You just you yeah, view, view image. image. Oh, oh error! God, what, what's wrong with your computer? It's full oh, of viruses. Page. Here we go. See. There you go. You get all Archie of it. Meets all the of this oh, here I we go. You. So, all right. So look at all this. Hmm. It's all your favorites. Wow. Look at Mr. Weatherby slipping. So, 
the Miss Miss Grundy took a shining to the Punisher. Yes, I believe so. Hmm. Was she? Were there any romantic things uh, it's, between it's, them? It's clear oh. in the the panels that um, she's attracted to him and his way of life. He is good looking. He's good looking. He is good looking. He looks like Clive that. Owen if he was really buff. Yeah. Damn. Now, Chip, you you also um, are doing the Peter Parker uh, Spectacular Spider-Man mm-hmm. series, right? <clears throat> yep. Very popular yeah. and important. Yeah. Everyone knows that for years since the beginning of Spider-Man, he's been based in New York City. Yes. Now, you're a guy from Edmonton, uh-huh. Stony Plain, uh-huh. Barrie, Toronto. Have you ever thought of relocating Spider-Man to downtown Toronto? No, I've never thought that. Not once. Why? Um... Well, I mean, what you said earlier about how he's always um, in New York, he's always been in New York. Yeah. That's that's kind of why I'm doing it. But don't you... F- I could also make him um, Batman if you'd like that, too. Would that be fun for you? I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah, see, this is why... Mike gets not- his backup. He doesn't think enough superheroes are based in Toronto. It's true. He thinks it true. hurts They're morale. They're not. They're not. And Toronto is, is becoming a world-class city. We have all sorts of amazing shops and stores and restaurants. Yeah. I'm saying get Spider-Man, Batman, and the boys here. But do you feel Toronto um, doesn't have those because of our lack of crime? Do you think we need more crime? Is that? I mean, is your stance that Toronto right. needs more crime to inspire people to create comics where superheroes beat up uh, the poor um, who commit these crimes? You're twisting my idea. Uh, I don't. I, don't I am not. I I'm not asking exposed. for more crime in Toronto. <laughs> I'm not asking for that. I'm just saying it'd be nice to give Toronto a bit of a more of an international, uh, you know, platform by here. increasing crime in Toronto. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Typical. Typical left winger. Soft on crime. Uh, Chip. Mike and I were talking before you got here. Unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> And um, we were really remembering in the 90s, 80s and 90s, Mm -hmm. that seemed like a golden age of newspaper comics. Am I wrong? Bloom County. Mm -hmm. Herman. Calvin and Hobbes, Far Side. Shoe. Yeah. Yeah. For better, for worse. Yes. Another Canuck. uh, Were those influential on you, those classics? Uh, No. Hmm. No, none of them. Really? really? I can tell you're a Frank and Ernest guy, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank and Ernest. Frank and Ernest. <clears throat> no, I mean, I shouldn't be so quick to say no. I I, uh, I enjoyed those as a, as a youngster. Mm. Um, I don't know if they inspired me uh, in terms of uh, my output today, because hmm. um, I don't recall Blondie and Dagwood um, beating up poor criminals the way Spider-Man does. Right. I don't hmm. know. Maybe you read different comics for me as a kid in the uh, no, no, no. The funny pages. Dagwood Blondie never did anything like that. No. no, nothing like that. Hagar the Horrible, maybe. Yeah, he was horrible. They named yeah. that one correctly. Um, hmm. What was up with Blondie? That was the name of the comic, right? Blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a woman who's blonde. Yeah, and that's her her name in the comic as well. But what the hell? And it's just her and her husband, right? Like, Dagwood. Oh, they you, have children. You put the wrong. You it's put true. something silly in the dishwasher or something. Something silly. Well, I, she I could have done better really than him. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> she could have married a better man than him because he was—he seemed to be a layabout. He seemed like a, a North American handicap, mm-hmm. minus, minus the spousal abuse. Yeah, yeah, and the alcoholism. Yeah. But he was always laying on the couch eating a sandwich. It was a substitute for the the male reader, so the male reader could mm. uh, could empathize with him 
and their love of sandwiches and couches, and they could all wish that they had a blondie in their life, like mm. a, a tiny cartoon woman on the page that mm. was all theirs. Well, may I introduce you to five years from now when we will have sex robot AI probably in every home. That is wow. happening. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what's, what's, uh, what leads you to believe that? <laughs> My study and you know, I read the news all the time. I he look, saw a video about it on YouTube. On Breitbart, there was a, they're saying it's going to happen. There will be, you know, basically robot butlers and robot sex people and all sorts of things. We're all going to have them. But you strike me as a man who uh, is uh, wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, more handsome, I'm going to say it, than Svensson. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what need would you have for a sex robot? I'd imagine you'd have success with ladies or men. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I've never said this on the podcast before, but I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm a sex addict. So I certainly am getting it all the time in the real world with real people. But if I had the option to have a bit more, couldn't turn it down. Now, okay. I'm going to break that down a little bit. If you, you say you're a sex addict, but Mm -hmm. are you... Addicted just to the act of sex or to the act of um, convincing someone to have sex with you? Because that's mm. where the robot thing comes into play. I'm just like, I don't think... Because part of the fun is the, the, the hunt or the chase sometimes. Well, no, right? not, 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 I wouldn't say hunt. The hunt. I would not... Yeah, like when you're trying to... I wouldn't frame it that way, but the um, the, hunt. the the romancing mm. of a person. For me, you know, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. And for me, it's all about the chemical high when you, you know... When the fireworks go off, so for me, it doesn't. I, I would be perfectly fine with a with a robot for the rest of your life. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, yeah, I would. Would you guys not? I'm against it. I'm against it. <laughs> Why? As you know, I'm a religious person. I'm a Catholic man, and I believe that this the purpose of sex is to bring children into the world. And um, I'm just going to say that you can't have kids with a robot. So, so every time you've had sex, you're trying to have children? Yes. I'm, okay, I'm against it for myself personally because I have a human wife. Oh, great. And, uh, and uh, I don't think she'd appreciate um, a sex robot in our uh, household. Putting her out of business. No, that's not... I didn't it's not a commodity. Okay. But, it's a it, loving relationship. In a few that's... years, the husband will have a female sex robot and the wife will have a male sex robot. Wait, I just want to just back up a second. So, did you just. You... you accused my wife of being like a common prostitute? For no, no, my no. I... Benefit? When I said putting. And you think her... I'm giving her money, shelter mm. for sexual favors? No, not, not at all. I, it was um, a phrase I, I didn't think before I spoke and I said the robot will be putting on her business. What I meant is that uh, she wouldn't be needed in the relationship anymore because you'd be uh, humping and pumping uh, the robot. Okay, well, that that opens up a whole new thing. You think a relationship is only about sex. Oh, like dear. If I'm... I had a sex robot, then I wouldn't need the love of my wife of ten years. I'm digging myself quite a hole here, listeners. Um... No, I I don't think that a relationship is only about sex. It's about uh, talking about you know books and movies and TV shows uh, and sharing meals yeah. and, and kissing also. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about all, all right. those things. So you're apologizing to me right now. I am sorry for insulting your wife and your marriage. Okay, thank you. All I'm Jesus, right? All I'm Holy saying is I smokes. I don't look forward to a world of sex robots. Ooh. Get on that. Start with a blondie conversation, and who knows where Jesus. you end up. Wow. 
Have you ever met Jim Davis, Bill Watterson, uh, the Doonesbury guy, Gary Larson? Gary Trudeau? Gary Larson is far side. Far Sorry. side, yeah. Gary, have you met them? Um, uh, Scott Adams. No, I met um, uh, two weeks ago. I met Lynn Johnston, uh, for better or for worse. Oh. She was at a festival uh, that I was at in England. Um, and that was uh, pretty delightful. She's a nice lady. Wow. I had her book when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So and, did I. Um, Jim Davis, I interviewed him once. Ah. Oh. Uh, I don't have a podcast like you guys. This was for uh, a magazine that actually paid me money to do so. Hmm. And, yeah, this uh, is kind of the opposite uh, thing. Oh, that... I'm getting paid. Anyway. Uh, um, so you interviewed Jim Davis? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was for an Abu Dhabi magazine. Oh. And the question they wanted answered was, why do you always send Nermal, the lovable kitten, to Abu Dhabi? Right. And so that was that was the basis for my interview with him. And uh, he sent uh, her to Abu Dhabi because it sounds funny. Oh, no. I bet the Abu Dhabi government wasn't happy about that answer. Yeah, it sparked a bit of a, uh, a backlash against him in the region. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a reporter. I investigate. You know, it's right. not... Um, you know, what happens after the fact, that's not on me. That's on the person being interviewed. So Jim that's Davis nice. dug himself that hole. So do you think he can funny. crawl out of it? Was he no longer able to travel to Abu Dhabi? Um, would there have been, like, a riot if Jim No, Davis... I mean, he canceled his trip. Oh. Because he was going to go, and he was like, well, obviously no longer. Uh, he felt like I conned him into saying that, but I did oh. not. Was there some bad blood? Was, did he feel that you, you uh, twisted his words? No, no, because, I mean, they were his words. They were his words. They were his words. <laughs> Um, the same way they were your words when you the, said yes. my wife would be put out of business. So Jim Davis thought that the name Abu Dhabi sounded so funny, and it wasn't such a it wasn't a real place. It might as well have been like a funny planet name that uh, he didn't think this would ever come back and 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 bite mm-hmm. him in the butt. Somebody else on his team at Paws Incorporated, where they work on the Garfield comic strip, um, suggested Timbuktu. Right. And Jim Davis said that is too long hmm. to uh, hand letter uh, every every day in the Garfield Ooh. comic strip. So Abu Dhabi was a nice short name. Short and funny. Short and funny. And there was uh, very little risk of the U.S. going to war with them, which was right. another consideration Mr. Davis had. And so, uh, yeah. And it's actually a great place to hang out. I uh, went yeah. there with Doug Gilmore a couple weekends ago uh, to Dubai and Abu Dhabi and UAE mm-hmm. and we had a hell of a time it's a great place yeah I, I, I love it Abu Dhabi's mm. a little uh, Ottawa-ish for me so uh, I'm not a big fan yeah. Dubai itself is kind of the, the heart of uh, yeah, culture that's where, there mm. and uh, yeah I enjoyed my time there as well um, are you so um, I've never been Dilbert no? you should save oh, you up should your money um, yeah, I, yeah it'll take quite a while 30 yeah. years from now yeah um, um you know, the Dilbert guy got really big recently with the Trump. Literally stuff. and uh Oh, he is kind of buff. He's ripped. Yeah, yeah, he's ripped. Yeah. He, he, uh, um, I've watched his, um, whatever you call them, live streams on his... on his Periscope? Sell his Periscopes, thank you. He's a scoper. Yeah. Um, were you a Dilbert fan? Have you met Scott Adams? I have not met Scott. Uh, mm. I call him Scott, even though I haven't met him, because mm. we're both cartoonists. I um, love that. I love how you guys are a brotherhood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not. Uh, I have not had the uh, mm. the pleasure. For those who don't know, he he during the Trump uh, during the election, he was sort of kind of pro Trump, I guess, and he sort of claimed Trump would win it in a landslide, and then mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also he says he's a master of persuasion, like, well, he, and he says Trump is a master of persuasion too. 
He's persuaded millions of people to to read and laugh at his comic strip, mm-hmm. which I find puzzling. The only funny thing about Dilbert to me is Dogbert. Well, I mean, it's still funny. Mm-hmm. Like he gives something for everyone. He's like, okay, yeah. there's people who enjoy mm-hmm. um, the human office worker, right? Um, because they understand what it's like to work. And then there's other people who Lefties. enjoy, yeah, who enjoy the dog, yeah, Dogbert, um, that cannot relate to people, maybe. Like humans, hmm. and so, mm-hmm. huh. so I mean, you know, you can say whatever you say about Scott Adams. Um, he's smart and he's covered his bases. He has, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he has a big mansion that he features in his periscopes. Yeah, really? Oh yeah, he's done yeah. really well. Yeah. Now we were talking about SEX earlier and sex criminals. We can't dance around this any no, longer. No, no, no. Oh, I know. You are. Uh, <coughs> you draw sex criminals. I do. Yeah, and. I have. I, I feel like uh, we personally know some of the people you've based some of the characters' drawings on. Okay, yeah. Now you've been in the studio with us for a while. Do you think that maybe uh, we could persuade you to draw us into sex criminals? Maybe as some new characters. Um, you know, show us uh, when you when you say uh, persuade. Could we persuade you? What I mean, what kind of persuasion are you talking about? I mean, just like um, asking, asking you. Can we ask you? <laughs> can you ask can me we? to be in? Uh, can we ask you if you'll draw us into sex criminals? James was very adamant about this. Um, you are in it. Oh uh, my god! Hold, hold the phone. You are in it. Uh, actually, I didn't on a phone. Um, there's a wow. scene where somebody's going through all. Um, all the uh, can we swear on this podcast? Uh-huh, absolutely, Sorry, James all the, insists um, on it. All the yeah. sh- all the shitty lays um, that she's had. Oh, and uh, there's a there's a tiny little uh, drawing of your face on the phone as one of her. Um, s- uh, That's so sexual partner. How did I not know this? Mike? I didn't know that I'm a comic book legend. It's very tiny. You're very mm. tiny in it. Mm. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. It's still good. You're. Uh, I mean. Notably bad at sex in the book, so I didn't. I probably didn't want to. <laughs> Very funny. I probably did not want to let you know um, for right. that reason. But yeah, you're, huh. you're in it. I would love to pitch to you. I'm on cloud well, nine. I have, we have a character coming up who's oh, okay. like, um, who's kind of a, a well-known figure around town mm-hmm. for being really great at sex. Oh, and I think I think you would be perfect. I love it, and I would character. love it if you would draw me in the act. Mm. I would love to see myself oh, oh, with some babe. Yeah. Mm, yeah, excellent. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah, your character might come back too. I don't know, but uh, yes. for now you're just a you're a tiny bad sex Woo. person I, on the phone of someone. I'll take what I can get, and I'm yeah. gonna buy a, a a copy for mum. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can already imagine circle, the circle smile on her face. face. Yes, circle your face. Now, cool. if you are drawing James in the buff, uh, so no, he'll be fully clothed. You'll be fully clothed. Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah, but but still doing it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's fine by me. Yeah. So you're going to be... But I would like the treatment... Mike, Co- who's that c- conservative cartoonist? Oh. You're talking about Ben Garrison. Yeah. Like, you know, he makes Trump so ripped and everything? Mm-hmm. I would, wouldn't would mind that because... I, oh, come on. Well, you're... it's... You know, I just think I give off that vibe. People would be confused if it wasn't a bit ripped. Your clothes will be tight. Let's just Good. say that. All right. Very cool. Unbelievable. Um... Jim, how long do... Oh, you don't mind me asking. Uh, how long does the average uh, comic book artist live? Like my lifespan? 
Yeah. We were both curious before the before you showed up to ask this question. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, it's strange you ask this on, on today of all days. Um, uh, because Steve Ditko, who is the uh, co-creator of Spider-Man, the cartoonist, just turned 90 years old. Whoa! Whoa. So it's a, it's a brotherhood that has a little bit of longevity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been, like, a few suicides. Oh, let's just let's not talk um, about that. So uh, that kind of skews things a bit. Hmm. Like if you if you take out um, people have like killed themselves or uh, right. drank themselves to death hmm. or um, like died like under mysterious circumstances, uh, penniless. Um, if you take them out of the equation, mm-hmm. you can live a Pretty fairly good. long time. You could be like eighties, nineties. How old is Stan Lee? He must be at least I he's fifty-four. Oh. 94, and they still wow, yeah. truck them out for those appearances in those movies? They do, it, yeah. Don't you, aren't you a bit sick A little of disrespectful those? the way well, you phrase that, on. truck them out. like, when's Stan Lee gonna, you know, Well, couldn't disagree more. Here. Stan Lee um, uh, commands top dollar at comic conventions. Still, huh? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess it makes I sense. I think he probably walks away with like a quarter of a million every show. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's why they trot him out. Well, I mean, people can't see this, but right? making air quotes. Well, yeah. Because those are the exact words of uh, Landlord James. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if you live to be 90 or 94, could you see yourself committing suicide? Because usually people don't do it at that age. They do it yeah. younger. Yeah, That'd yeah, be funny in a way, but also sad. Yeah, I mean, would people be sad, do you think, if I, I was th- 90? I think they just think <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, what, mm. an, what an interesting thing that mm. Chip Zdarsky has done this day of days on the birthday. 94-year-old... Of Steve Ditko yeah. to commemorate it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've thought about it. Um, uh, like in the future. Like I think about now, it all the time. Now, yeah. Now. Like 95, if I live to be 95, day of the birthday. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. How would you do it? Mm, I'd either. Would you go back to your place of birth, also the place where you've made yeah. love several times? Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be my birthday, so I'd make, make love on the side of where I was born, then I'd probably blow my brains out or. Um, like uh, leap in front of a car. <laughs> very Those are cool. two very visceral options. Yeah, you're gonna be not that mobile at that age, Mike. So you might. <laughs> oh come might on! Do as easier. I would know. take like four or five leaps to try and get a car. I come from a long line of leapers, and uh, I do stretch myself every day, and I'm a jogger, so I, f- I have a feeling I'm gonna be okay. Ninety-five. I would uh, suggest a train or a subway because a car. <clears throat> there's no chance you're gonna sneak in front of a car without him noticing and breaking. James is always or, telling me to throw myself in front of a subway. Well, yawn. May I just ask? You're mentioning like all the cartoonists who have become depressed and killed themselves, mm-hmm. and you know died penniless. Yeah. Is that a common thing among cartoonists? Are they sort of a you know, broody, you know, bunch, hard done by bunch, generally? Yeah, I mean, hmm. um, like, when you think about the the movies that are being made on these comic books, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, these comic book artists must, must be uh, billionaires right mm-hmm. now, but um, they don't own any of it. So a lot of the guys who created those characters, like the Hulk or Captain America, um, Thor... You know they uh, they they don't see any any money from from that in their in their old. Is that age. true? That is that is true. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So because the Marvel owns it or whatever, they own everything. So every every if I create a new character in in a Spider Man comic, then then Marvel owns it, and they don't uh, no they don't way. owe me anything if they make a movie. Wow! Things have changed in recent years. Like I would probably get 
like a nice uh, like a fruit basket from them. Wow! If, uh, if they use one of my nice characters, well, that's something. Which is which is something. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. and like you know, I could tell people this fruit basket was from Marvel, so I could probably put that on eBay and right. fetch a pretty penny for the. It fruit. would certainly impress people that you had over for dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Fruit at basket least, from Marvel. At least for a, a week or so until the fruit, you know. Yeah. Gets, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to eat a. Uh, I had to. I had a mushy banana the other day, and I was very upset. Yeah, was that from a, a deal like that you made? Uh, no, it was just some shopping I didn't uh, eat in time. Okay. But it did have a Chewbacca sticker on it because they're advertising oh, yeah. Star Wars movies <laughs> um, on fruit, so that everyone knows ab- about it. Yeah, which is good. It's yeah. smart. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to pick it up and not know who that is on your fruit, and then yeah. you're like, oh, then you have to research. You, you type in, and you find Chewbacca. this whole world exists. These the Star Wars universe exists because you heard about it on a banana. Mm-hmm, exactly. I feel that the next Star Wars movie is going to be a huge group of fruit fruit people who come uh, and suddenly get super into Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it looks like a bit, bit like a lightsaber. It does. Yeah, a banana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, so I was just going to say, like, so the um, cartoonist people in comic books can tend to be quite sad because uh, mm. it is a uh, it's the kind of job where you, you know, even though I work in my lovely home uh, upstairs in the penthouse, in the penthouse um, it's it's a solitary lifestyle and there's a lot of work mm. that goes into producing a comic book and uh, sometimes the reward is not uh, is not you know equal to the the amount of work that you're putting into it so there's a there's a general sadness i think amongst people in comic books um, mm. so i really appreciate you inviting me downstairs here to do this because i don't i don't get to see people that much um day to day besides like a, a cn tower jaunt once in a while right but, wow uh, yeah, yeah when, when was the last time you got out and had fun Whew. um jeez this is, I'm actually having a bit of trouble with that. Wow. You shouldn't have, uh, it's a little rude. Well, rude I just, that he question, brought it up. James. Wow. Uh, uh, August? Because we're recording, it's November 2nd. Mm. Maybe August? Did you have a fun day in August? or? There was, um, I did order like a takeout. Okay. Oh. Which, um, the guy said he would bring it up to the apartment, but I said, no, I'll come downstairs and I'll meet you. Mm. Um. To, to to be nice to the delivery person, but also just to step outside and like right. interact yeah. with them. And I felt like the time that he saved not going upstairs was time that we could spend talking. But uh, he felt otherwise. He he felt like, oh, this is time that he can save right. towards the he next delivery. So much looking for a connection. I'm like, you know, five minutes. You got five minutes now. We could talk about the fact that I write Spider Man. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, I heard cartoonists generally commit suicide at a certain point. Mm. And so it I, is the question everyone has mm, on their on lips. The and yeah. So, uh, so that was the end of it, and he walked away. Damn. Well, yeah. that's pretty fun. That was in August, you were saying? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't even, like, I forgot to take the food. So I didn't even get the food. Oh, oh, man. The love of God. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Are you familiar with Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. You remind me of the orchid guy. It sounds like your life. He remember that guy who lived and didn't leave the house and made all the orchids and Lara Flynn Boyle would come in and he'd be like, "Please don't go," you know. Did you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I'm just saying. It, it reminds me of that. I've just been rewatching. Looks like we're both it. insulting our guest well, today. I, uh, I wish I could keep flowers alive the way hey, that guy did. That's that's, well the, that's the big difference there. And also, uh, teen teen girls aren't visiting. 
Um, well, maybe that's a good thing two... if you have a wife. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, well, Michael and I, we had. Um, should we do this now or the or the final segment, Michael? Because we had a couple ideas for. Maybe let's save it for the the for the final exciting segment. final okay. segment. Okay. Um, bit of well, a tease. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, we like teasing teasing our guests here at the Landlord and Tenant Podcast yeah, Pod Mess and our wives. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true, Mike. <laughs> Way to go on that one. Well, was, uh, should we take a break? Was there anything else you wanted to cover, Mike, before we take a short break? No. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Podmas. What a special episode we, we've been doing today with our very special guest, Chip Zdarsky. How are you hanging in, Chip? Uh, yeah, it's been great. A few kind of hiccups and bumps along the road. Yes, we both, James and I both managed to insult you. Uh, um, not really James, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just said he was like a Twin Peaks character, which is cool, if anything. And yeah, you basically... pretty cool. I accidentally offended you by, I won't get into it, but I did offend your wife uh, and yeah. sort of... Made it sound like your marriage was just about sex, but I didn't mean that, and we cleared it all up. So it's not just that it was just about sex, or that she was being paid for it. That's right. You there, thought there were, there were levels. There were levels to the offense. Uh, we yeah, we don't need to rehash yeah. it. But you thought that I was saying that your wife, you paid your wife for sex. Yeah, but it, it's not it. Well, great episode, Michael. Smooth as usual. Smooth. Yes. Um. Well, <coughs> I just uh, like to point out that still uh, the hole in my bedroom wall has not been fixed. Um, and we've already established that that's not the responsibility of the landlord, mm-hmm. and Legally. I guess agreed. So, all right, that's your problem. Moving on. Um, last segment of the show, we always play a game, Chip. Okay. And um, we had a fun idea for this game where we would pitch you superhero characters, and you could pick your fave. And even if you want, make a car- make a comic out of us. Give us some of the money for it, and do you we'll love this idea? You must love this idea, right? Being people giving you ideas for new comic book characters. Yeah, no, it's um, it's great, and it's not uh, a legal problem at all. Great for me, right? Because Marvel, could, we could have, end up in the pages of Marvel comics or, or on the, the big screen. The big screen, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think would play me on the big screen, or James? You. I didn't I'm ask thinking, you. Okay. I didn't ask you, James. I, I'm thinking Paul Giamatti for you, but didn't okay. ask you, so it doesn't count what you said. It's hard for me now to picture anyone other than Paul Giamatti oh, for you. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Um, so yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I know who should play James. Oh yeah, Danny DeVito. That's Mike, that is current day. I'm not bald. A. I'm not. Well, the amount of steroids three. you're taking, I'm sure it's well, only a yes, matter of time. Well, yes, I'm losing hair, but I'm gaining body hair. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, um, Michael, do you want to pitch your character first, or shall I? Or I just like right off the top, I, I legally am not allowed to hear these pitches. So I wish you would have told me beforehand, because if they end up in my story, then if you it want opens to... up the company, it's a huge lawsuit. So I'm, I'm willing to sign an, uh, some sort of legal document all right, all that right. gives you, you know. Uh, I'd just be. I'd feel honored just to see myself on the screen. I don't need right, any money. Just, just a bit of fun. You okay. do need the money, but well, anyway. Put, <coughs> all right. My character mm-hmm. is something that I, I. I'm in love with this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, he's called the organist, and he is a unassuming church organist uh, in rural Ontario uh, who gets struck uh, by lightning while playing the organ one day in church. 
Okay. And then from that day forward, every time he plays a hymn, he becomes super strong. He can do backflips and he can kill anyone. And I'm wondering if you think that idea has legs. Now, is it is is he like that only when he's in the the process of playing a hymn? If and when he stops playing the hymn, does he revert back? Yes. So while he's playing the hymn, he gets super strength and he's breaking the keys and uh, everyone in the church goes, "What is that fella up to?" And he can kill. So he okay. So the people he kill would be people that go to that church. I, I guess when you put it that way, yes. So like he'd a, be like a pastor, pastor, or uh, who would be the only person in reach of him while yes. he's playing the hymn, or people in the choir, I guess. But yeah. I, I guess I didn't think this through because I don't, I didn't intend for him to kill fellow worshippers. Um, I mean, so maybe some are false worshippers. That's it. There's a false false worshipper could be his enemy. Do you yeah, think yeah. this idea is good? Yeah, I mean, there's an underserved market of reader, I think, and that is the... Um, I'd like to see a Catholic is, superhero. Is like, yeah, it's like a, a church-going reader mm-hmm. who wants to read about uh, murders. Right. Um, I think that's uh, that's a section of the readership that's completely underserved right now in comics. So I think it's got legs. Um, whether or not you could do more than a single story... With that character, it seems a little limited unless somehow the organ was on wheels and he could wheel from town to town right. murdering. Um, rural I didn't... Ontario, again, I know you've, you've, you've pitched the idea of Toronto superheroes, now rural Ontario, which is yeah. even like a, a harder place to have a superhero than even Toronto. See, hearing from a professional, I'm learning all these things that I didn't even think about. Yeah, little tips uh, and tricks. Little tips and right. tricks. Um so, so it's good, but you just need to figure out how he gets to murder people so, outside of his church. Mobile organ and put it in a city. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, I will not be using the idea, so you can do whatever you wish with it. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Strike one for Mike. Oh, sh- oh no. It's more like a gift from me to him. Yeah. It's a gift from Chip okay. to me. Fair yeah. Enough, yeah. He gave enough. me a thing. I, I've, I've made it a little bit better. And I've given it back to oh, him. Thank you. Very nice. Well, if you if you thought that was not bad, you'll love this one. All right. My first idea is called the Evictor. And okay. remember Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Remember like a guile on that one, the yeah. way he looked? That's how I imagine him looking. Buff, tough guy, blonde hair. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe even looks a little bit like me. Uh, buff as hell. And um, probably doing, you know, um, androstein dione, some growth hormone things to work out like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it, it basically doesn't matter what the situation is of his tenants. They could be like, oh, please, please don't throw us out. And he yeah. just is cold as hell and he'll evict anybody for any reason. Yeah. And if you are a landlord, it'll be fun to read this because you get so sick of, of the ma- manipulation that tenants will do. And this guy is just impervious to all of it. That's illegal. What no, it's not. And then there's another twist. It's called the Evictor. His name is Victor. And he is, like, connected to the web. Evictor. Okay. So there's a double name thing going on. Yeah. I hate this. Uh, so, again, I mean, when we talk about underserved markets, landlords clearly have yep. a lot of money. Yep. They don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And they go to buy a comic featuring Spider-Man who's uh, down on, on his luck tenant. Yeah. Peter Parker's a tenant. Like they, they can't relate to Thank that. Thank you for pointing that out. They can't relate to that. Nope. Um, so uh, from that angle, this is a good idea. Okay. Um, what are his powers? 
Well, he just doesn't, he, he, he isn't affected by their sadness. Mm-hmm. So when they are like, please don't evict me, he, he has, doesn't react. So his, his superpower is he's a sociopath. Yeah. Okay, kind of like Dexter. Yeah, it huh? is kind of like, like Dexter, actually. I could set it in Miami. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That, I mean, yeah, Dexter, Dexter ran kind for, of worked. <laughs> Dexter ran for eight solid seasons, yeah. all top quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this could could be the next Dexter. Okay, I love um, that note. Does he kill them? No, he just evicts people, even if they're like, well, I have five kids and I just lost my job. And he's like, sorry. But is it possible that they die after they've been evicted because they have definitely. Because yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So kind of an indirect killing. Yeah, so not murder, but yeah. what would they call it? Manslaughter? No. Manslaughter, um, abandoning uh, responsibilities to your fellow human beings. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there's so many ways to, to, to phrase it. Well, it's not really fellow human beings if you're a landlord. Yeah, that's right. There's kind of two tiers. He's not evicting other landlords. You you must see that. Mm. The... you have a similar problem that uh, that Michael here has, which is Mm. once you evict everyone... Like it's true. Is it there... Are there constantly people coming in there being evicted? I can see him being hired by landlords. Okay. So, you know, they have a, a family... Oh, they feel too guilty to evict, and he comes in and does it. Yeah. Yeah. Heartless. That's good. Yeah, thank you. It sounds like a great villain. I think I think we could use him in Marvel Comics. Oh, hello. Cha-ching. Oh, this is unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, great. He's a clear supervillain. He's like Doctor Doom, but like... Yeah. Yeah. Like can't believe you don't real see... Real estate-based. Can't believe yeah. that you don't see how that's a bad idea, but... Um, may I pitch my second and final idea? Uh, no, I'd like to hear James' okay. next idea, though. Fair, fair right. enough. Guest is always right, as yeah. we say. Uh, uh, hold on studio. to it. We don't know. Right. Maybe maybe if James's idea doesn't yep. fly, we'll come okay. back to you. Oh, I, bet, I bet it won't fly. <laughs> My next yeah. idea is, is what I like to call a fun one. All right. And this one, the idea for this superhero is called the Weedmeister. So, okay, yeah, yeah. He basically um, solves crimes, yeah. but... He always solves them by incorporating weed, okay, and being having a laugh and being lighthearted about it. And at the end, him and the bad guys are all basically, you know, smoking doobies and yeah. having a laugh. Yeah, and he's maybe like a California guy, laid back man, and he's the weed meister. Okay, so that's. So is he uh, a private investigator, a cop? Mm. What is his actual, like, how does he live? I think he's a sur- professional surfer. Okay. And he just notices crimes. Yeah. So, But, but he, the crimes are not, like, out in the ocean. They could be, like, on boats. Like, imagine on a powerboat. A okay. woman's like, where's my diamond necklace? Some beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah. He jumps in the boat. Let me figure this out. And then, you know, he gives, smokes everybody up. Hot box is the thing. And finds the diamond necklace to give to her, and they all have a laugh. And then probably get it on. So he always solves it by giving other people weed. Yeah, and he does it too. And he he does it. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Like, anytime you sort of work weed into something, it's always funny. Yeah, yeah. People love weed. They love weed movies. Everyone goes crazy when Seth Rogen walks into a room. And, uh, And people miss Baywatch. So if you've, got the, if you've got the beach and you've got <clears throat> weeds, those are like two things that people really love. And mm. they also love when bad guys um, make fools of themselves and eventually exactly. uh, yeah. get arrested. And they love necklaces. Mm. They love beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. Like these, are, these, are all, these are all good. I don't know if it's a comic. 
Okay. I think that's the one thing here. Uh, you're describing a show. Uh, you're describing a network show that's mm. going to run for 13 seasons, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm willing to purchase it off you today. Okay. For thirty thousand dollars. Wow. How is this happening twice now? Just like just a just a flat fee, just for the idea. Mm. You'll get a credit. It's and teaching we, kids. Would I get an EP credit? Yes, it will bring okay. you in as a consultant as well, and okay. there will be a salary attached to that. Okay, that but I it know. is not. I'm sorry, you have absolutely failed in making a comic book character. Mm. Yes. So, so carry that with you. Okay. Which but. means I need a comic book character, which okay. means you're up, Mike. First of all, I'd like to say, um, in your face, James, you don't have a comic book character there, yep. um, and anyway. and that you're teaching, you're showing kids that weed is good when <laughs> that is wrong for comic book fans to learn about. And uh, here's my idea. Mm-hmm. Sit back, prepare to be amazed. Yeah. Um, it's also set in Canada, but on the east coast of Canada this time, instead of rural Ontario. All right. Here is my comic book idea. Marvel Comics presents The Rankin Family. It is a comic book about the adventures of Canada's premier east coast singing family. They solve crimes. They sing songs. They, they live life. They experience joy and sorrow. Together on the East Coast. What do you think? All right. First of all, it's a it's you, you've just you've pulled a classic maneuver there, which I really appreciate. Thank you. By saying it's called Marvel Comics Presents. Yes. The Rankin Family. So already or could be DC. Could be DC. But already in my head, I'm just like, well, okay, this is a Marvel comic, right? Um, the downside mm. to the idea is that um, they have no superpowers. Music. They are not super music in a comic music book. is and family. Bonds. Right, right, I, want to, I want you to listen to what you're saying. Hmm? Music. Their power is music. What are we? Sweetest what music are you, you ever heard. For? You're pitching for comic books. Yes. Do you hear comic books? It comes with sheet music. It comes with sheet music. So that everyone, it comes with arrangements for fiddle, piano, mandolin, and the vocal arrangements, obviously. But isn't it missing the key ingredient, which is the Rankin family themselves, to uh, fill your ears mm. with uh, their well, particular brand? Uh, of well, they're East drawn. Coast. You see music. You see them in the. You, they're drawn in there, so they are in there. But you don't. You don't hear them. No, to answer your question, you don't hear their voices. So, which is the key? Uh, the key selling feature for the Rankin family. Well, they're also very attractive. What? So, Damn. sex sells. I'm gonna say it, and no, they're not. maybe that can sell a few. Maybe books? half of them are. Oh, are you willing to have them get high? Yeah. Thank you. I, okay. I mean, for this deal, I'm usually against drugs, but I'll, I'll let them get high. What kind of drugs? Crossover. Cocaine. So they have to do cocaine yeah. in Cape Breton. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this for sure. And when they do the cocaine, they get the power of murderers. Okay. I like it better than Mike's idea. I'll say that. So, so they're going on a rampage through the East Coast... Yes. Killing people with fiddles and mandolins and and they are pipes one hundred percent nude when they do it because mm. the cocaine makes them crazy. They tear their <clears> clothes <throat> off. On their bodies is kind of like painted on costumes, oh. right? To give that superhero kind of look. So right. now we're going back towards comic books. Reminds me of Demi fun. Moore on the cover of uh, was it Vanity Fair yes. with the body paint when she was preggers? Uh, um, yeah, kind of, yeah, just like that. One mm. of the Rankin family could be pregnant. I don't know. Maybe oh. maybe all of them. I don't know. I do like that. Yeah. 
But you just you just need to add a thing to make it a comic book. Like right, right. now, what you're doing okay. is you're just you're just saying the names of people you like and saying that's a comic book. Well, it's true. I do like them. You um, know, uh, if you came and said and said Marvel Comics presents Lorena McKennett. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, see, you're excited, but you're this the only is, one that's excited. I love that. Because you're just listing a name. Yeah. Mm. And see. also, you need to get their... I would buy it. You need to get their permission to make the comic as well, which is a tricky thing. Right. Usually that costs around $30,000. So you would need hmm. to talk to your landlord mm-hmm. to get a loan, loan of 30000 in order to get the Rankin Family comic made. All right, James, what do you think? Will you lend me 30 thou? Uh, Guaranteed you'll get it back because it'll be a huge hit. about it? Uh, I'm going to have to go with no on that one, Michael. Just say Sorry. yes, though. Just say yes, though. Nope. No way. Maybe. I mean, maybe. If, man, I don't know. You'd have to leave me everything in your will or something. I don't know. But Fine. The, the, uh, well, no. I just don't see it happening. What, you want me to sign my soul over to you? Okay, fine. I'll literally do that. Do you want me to do that? I mean, yeah, all right. All right. Well, this is a podcast first, I'm sure. Uh, a, we have me. All right, fine. Signing. Um, you hear that, listeners? I'm signing my I'm soul really over to my landlord to get thirty thou to make 30, this rank Rankin family comic book. All right, it's there official. We go. Shake. All right, shaking. Well, I feel uh, listeners uh, who are familiar with Faust, the story of Faust. Uh, well, we uh, we've just updated it for uh, 2017. Yeah, Faust would be a great comic book character. Right. She's already pitched the Rankin family. No. But I'll pitch well, Faust. <clears throat> I would pay you probably $40,000 just for the idea. What? Done. Yeah. Done. I know right. it's, it's public domain. And I know I just well, kind of came up with it. Well, it's public I, domain. Sometimes it's not about who comes <laughs> up with it. It's who jumps on the idea. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'm plus, what, 40000 Great. Thanks a lot. So, I sold, sold my soul to landlord for no reason, and now I'm... Yep. Mega fucked. Yeah, yeah, and uh, enjoy hell absolutely because that's where well. At least we're gonna make we're gonna make some art together, and we're gonna get my Rankin family comic book off the ground. And uh, it's not a total loss for me, but uh, yeah, probably probably will be. Well, uh, Chip, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, this was really fun. Thanks Uh, for having me here. It's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, and again, I'm sorry for that little rough patch we had where I best not to bring it up again. Yeah, you're reminding me of it. Don't want to get into it. Yeah, I was uh, getting angry. Basically. So that your marriage was based on sex, and that you were paying your wife for, for sex, and but we we smoothed it over, so that's good. Oh, Mike, unbelievable. Um, thanks again, Mike. Good show. Thanks uh, again, James. On your end, and thanks for stealing my soul. Uh, but yeah, th- uh, stop by anytime you want, Chip, and uh, invite me up to Penthouse C anytime you want. Thanks for having me, guys. All right.